Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome, citizens of The Next Reel, to Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where The Next Reel team gets together to talk about news, reviews, new trailers, our weekly list challenges, and more. Might I add, now entering its third century. That's right, because it's episode 201 for October of 2021. I'm Rob Cabosco. Joining me is the fabulous Mandy Fabian. Thank you. 
and the oh-so-delicious yet still surprisingly satisfying Kyle Olson. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> Not surprising. Why did I say that? No, you're, you're delicious and satisfying all the time, Aww. every time. Except for that one time in Chicago, but don't tell anybody about that. Well, All right, yeah, so uh, <laughs> what happens in Chi Town stays in Chi Town. Welcome, one and all. How are you guys doing? Ah, oh, fantastic. Mandy, Mandy, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Finishing September strong. Oh, I, I was as we record, yeah, and we're going in like October. We have so much fun stuff this episode for October. What, uh, Mandy? What are you watching? What's what's uh, taking your time? I am actually, screen. it's a little, it's a, it's, it's already ha- in the second season, the other two on HBO, HBO Ooh. Max. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I'd heard about this. It's one of those, it's like Shit's Creek for me. Like everybody was saying, oh, you have to watch Shit's Creek. And it was like season five. And I was like, I guess I'll turn it on. And then I could not stop watching it. <laughs> this is the other two. Uh, and I love it. I love it. Guilty pleasure nightly right now it's it's it has got two seasons it's hilarious i love it it's is ba- it a comedy yeah. I, I've, I've seen the promo but okay so it's a comedy it's okay. it's about two siblings whose little brother becomes like a justin bieber sensation overnight on the internet and oh. they are both decidedly less successful and now they are sort of living in their brother's shadow and dealing with the f- giant fame of their brother it's pretty funny nice. yeah yeah it's really well, Kyle, what are you doing what are you watching uh, my big thing right now is uh, why the last man. So that has Ooh. been one of those the things that has. Uh, it was my one of my favorite comic series. I have like I, I have the full hardcover what? collection. Really enjoyed it. Oh yes, yes, I know. I actually have physical books. It's amazing. Um, uh, so and this had bounced around Hollywood for such a long time. I never thought they were actually going to get it done. They had so many close calls. Was it going to be a movie? Was it going to be a television series? Uh, nobody really knew. And then suddenly it all came together and it actually just showed up. And uh, I'm watching it and enjoying it, and I'm really frustrated with it. Which is like, oh yeah, that's how I felt about the comic too. <laughs> so it's it's accurate because the two sort of lead characters are both. Super selfish and annoying. And so it's like you watch and go, oh, why are you doing this? Mm. But I was like, oh, yeah, that's how I felt about them in the comics, too. It's it's weird that like you have that like, oh, yeah, by the end, they're going to have a journey and they'll be a different person. But at the start, you're like, wow, this is really hard for people who don't know like where they end up to watch and go. Why would anyone like either of these? people? Oh, wow. Two siblings, a brother and a sister. They're on separate paths and they're both equally annoying <laughs> in different ways. Oh. Interesting. Well, I've, and I've seen the promos for that yeah. a lot. Yeah. So the oh, so oh. for the premise, the premise is basically that uh, in, in, in one moment, every male of every species on Earth dies. Uh, right. Just like that. So like and so and so basically like they're they're having like conversations and then all of a sudden like all the men's like nose start bleeding like ooh and they just kill over and die. And so this is about and then for some reason, one guy was spared. So like he's why Yorick, the last man. And so he's the last man on earth. And then it's about society and like how, what happens when there are no men around and women have to come together and, and some of them don't, they can't put the past away. And like, it's, so it's, uh, it's all different factions uh, form. And then what happens to the government and all, this, all these things. So it's like, it's a, you know, it's a 99% female cast, which is awesome. And then just the guy. And and also because it's it's updated, they're actually dealing with trans issues. Like in the first couple episodes, like, that was my first question. I was like, "Hey, what about?" And they deal with it. I was like, "Oh, good." 
Wow. Shows you it's a 2021 show. It's an all-female character show. Is there any action or is it just talking? No, it's, 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 uh, I mean, yeah, there is, there is action. There is, I mean, because there's a lot of, like, the, some women choose violence. It's just oh. one of those things. Uh, so <laughs> factions are forming, and there are and there are mobs and, and and that stuff too. So yes, there is there's intrigue and action and drama and stuff too. It has all the elements of it. It hasn't gelled quite yet, but I have I'm one episode behind, and I heard that that episode is a is a game changer. That it's a, oh. things start to come together. So yeah, and sorry, and if you're a comic book fan, read the comic book too. It's it's it has not aged well in a couple of parts uh, but it is, it is very interesting and, and uh, the art is fantastic and where's that on what, the, what network is that on show. that is on okay. FX and if uh, so I, uh, FX on Hulu is actually where I'm watching it so if you're a Hulu person it comes with it okay so I just got to say Mandy I didn't I didn't defer out of politeness to go to Kyle next <laughs> I did it more a little bit out of embarrassment my wife I don't know if I've mentioned this before in the last couple of months my wife is on a Bones <laughs> kick she just discovered Bones the oh. old TV show from Fox with oh. Emily Dachanel oh. in it, and she's on like season ten. And thank God, there's only twelve seasons. I when we go home from work and I go into the room, I'm like, "Oh, it's Bones again." Can I watch? No, leave it on. Roger Bones. I'm like, "Okay, she's a nurse." So I mean, you get what you want. Okay, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so yeah. it's Bones, and then the usuals. They talked about Ted Lasso last week. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, right. Yeah. Which I know yeah. mileage yeah. will vary. Whatever. Uh, I'm yeah. excited. Some of the shows. If you're if you're if you're an episodic television fan of like the network variety. Those shows are coming back, so you're getting some new episodes of that. I'm old. We watch NCIS. I'll admit it. Oh, <laughs> most people don't. Oh, no. That's good for no, you. Gary, Gary Cole. <laughs> Gary Cole's on it now. You're so Come brave, on. Rob. It's fine. You're so brave. There's help here I think, for you. Well, okay. You're, you're going to be okay, Rob. I mean, you're going to be okay. <laughs> We're going to get you through this. <laughs> but there are movies that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I know we have the oh. Carnage movie this weekend. James Bond next week. Early yeah. reviews sound amazing. Again, James Bond, Miles Rivera. I understand. There's cool stuff coming. Oh, great stuff! I'm very excited about the movies coming up. A lot of Christmas things I'm excited about. Yes, yeah, yeah, true. There's not a lot of Christmas themed things. I guess probably because 2020 kind of screwed everything <laughs> up. We didn't. We thought Christmas was dead. Like they finally, yeah. the liberals finally did kill Christmas. Oh. The war on Christmas was won. Oh, I'm not allowed to say <laughs> that, am I? You can say whatever you want. No, no, no. The views are not reflected of this program or something like that. That's a disclaimer. <laughs> I'm just making jokes, folks. No, it's no. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I know we talked about one of the Marvel shows is going to have a Christmas theme and during the holidays. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to start seeing a lot more previews, and there'll be some good stuff coming in November and December. Uh, going on to news, we didn't. We had a light news week. We have some breaking news that I know, Mandy. Oh, that's true. It's it's Marvel Cinematic Universe related, but it is breaking news, and it and it it applies to every movie production moving forward in a pandemic. Still pandemic world. Kyle. Well, I'm very excited yes. to hear this. Kyle, did you hear uh, what what happened today? What did we find out just recently? Uh, Scarlett Johansson just got a giant <laughs> check. That's what happened. Um, <gasps> Disney settled with Scarlett Johansson over the uh, Black Widow streaming uh, residuals, whatever is going on there issue. They, uh, they basically, I think, I mean, basically that's what it is. Disney lawyers went, we have a number. And Scarlett Johansson people said, and we'll take that number. Uh, so whatever. So it's undisclosed. We don't know what it is, but apparently it was enough to make everybody happy. So wow. uh, I'm, I'm just glad because the war of words was getting ugly. And I think that they were finding that uh, the rest of the talent was not on the side of, of yeah. Disney 
in this. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, because apparently uh, it changed a lot of negotiating that for future projects that was happening. And they're like, oh, ha, we need to get past this and get past it now. Uh, here you go, Scarlet. Everything's fine, right? We're all good, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I can only imagine. That's interesting. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but the Teamsters are also. Yeah, that's thre- still going on. Mm-hmm. Threatening to strike. So they also and, would like to be paid a living wage. <laughs> well, yeah, Scarlett doesn't too. have that issue, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you just yeah, you, you killed I, my I, joke. My joke was going to be, you know what, you know what, uh, how you solve a problem that a truck full of money can't solve? Two trucks of money. <laughs> but in that case, no. Let's just give people like a bucket of money. You need and the person, like, okay. But you need someone to drive yeah, the you. truck. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> So we got that. Um, we also had, okay, now this was not mentioned. This was a news item that, um, for those of you who are British science fiction television fans, any even people who are not, you know about Doctor Who. Are we going to talk about Blake yeah, 7? Yeah. <laughs> no. The other one. No? Oh. Um, oh, there's, no. there's Doctor okay. Who, and Doctor Who is this the longest running British science fiction television show, probably science, television show. I don't know anything, anything's been going on for over, what, almost 55 years. Um Yep. And uh, or more almost near 60. And they yep. had a huge announcement last week. Uh, Russell T. Davies, who was the showrunner back when the first uh, in 2005, when the show came out uh, from its from its hiatus, he's coming back. He's getting the show again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For the 60th anniversary and beyond. And I know there's a lot of controversy about this because there has been a lot of naysayers about um, uh, the current doctor, uh, Jody Whitaker. Uh, who, you know, has the show faltered because of this. They've obviously tried to do some very bold Took some and big different swings. things. Big swings, everybody. I mean, we get that. That's cool. And and you need, for a franchise this old, you need to do that. Um, yeah. But it's amazing to see that. I don't know if this is necessarily an acknowledgement that they needed to course correct, but I'm mm-hmm. honestly surprised that he decided to say, yeah, I'll come back and and try this on again. Well, maybe there was a third truck of money. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, from what I'm told, the BBC is pretty tight-fisted with their stuff, so I don't. Oh. I don't think it was a money issue that really came down to it. It, it seems like you kind of know the what you're getting into, right? Like you know the stress, and, you know, and he is notorious for blowing deadlines. Like it, that was one of the things when he ran the show. It was just like he was constantly like uh, he had to be under fire to get his stuff done. So. Maybe in the intervening years, he's sort of gotten past that and he can be a little bit more. I mean, Aaron Sorkin was the same way uh, and he never came back to West Wing. So now I don't think have we ever seen anything, anyone like this, like that had left a television show that they were running and came back years later to totally oh, run. Yeah, to run any, everything and yeah, cast to, to right. run a show again. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of it. No, any. I can't think of anyone either. Yeah. Is it to close it out? Like, is this nope. sort of... Oh, no. This no, just they're actually keep... getting ready for a big anniversary. Yeah. And he was sort of around in the last... Well, not the time before. Like, uh, And so they were thinking that maybe they just want to have a steady hand at the right. helm huh. for the 60th anniversary. So he's going to... So they announced that he'll be running the show and he'll be in charge of that as well. Uh, so last time at the for the 50th, they did a big, big crossover giant episode, showed on the big screen. And they're probably going to be doing something as equally as big. And so he's going to be the guy running that. Well, wow. It is it is a big deal. Yeah. And I also think it's kind of funny in that for the people who are naysayers, and, and I'm certainly not one of them, I, I've enjoyed this version of the Doctor, maybe not as much as other ones. But I think the show, again, taking big swings, the people who are like, oh, too much, 
too, too, uh, you know, uh, current, too many politics, too much trying to be social statement on social issues. Have you ever seen what Mm -hmm. Russell T. Davies has done? Like, do you guys all (laughs) not know that this dude has no fear of tackling issues head on and throwing it in your face? You think it's going to change? I I don't know. I mean, it's I think they felt that Chris Chibnall and Jody Whitaker felt it was time. That's cool. Great power to them. They go out on their terms. Mm-hmm. It's it, Doctor Who is a beast, yes. and it, it 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 wears you down. We've seen any of it. It's like the presidency. Like it's it just like takes so much out of you over, over the course of those of I, those years that you're in the hot you, seat. Did you just compare that to the American presidency? Is that I, I just want to make did. sure I got your 100%. metaphor. Okay, that is equally yeah. in terms of power for Definitely. England. <laughs> Running like the wow. wow. and American president. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I need to yeah. study up on my foreign politics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that. that was, Cultures that have was changed really... due to Doctor Who. <laughs> um, well, okay. So speaking of, okay. So we talked about getting, you know, run into the ground and not knowing what's next. That sounds almost like an underdog. That means maybe we should transition to, to trailers. Like ah. that. Oh. I kind of like, like, like how I switched that by. Mandy was number one. And and we had a little technical thing, and then Kyle was like, "No, dude, I got, I thought I was number one." And Kyle was like, "No, stop it!" And I was like, "Okay, I, I just didn't know." <laughs> yeah, thanks, Pete. But like, oh, uh, thank you. No, so you're number one. What is your uh, trailer? Uh, my trailer is called American Underdog. You wanted to see me, sir? Sit down, Kurt. Thank you, Coach. I prefer to stand. All right, go ahead then. Tell me. Tell you what. Why a team worth $800 million, one of the most complex offenses ever built, should put you in the driver's seat. You're too old to be a rookie, too green to be a pro. So why in the world would I give you this shot? All my life, I've defined myself through sports. I've always come up empty. Coach, I can win for you. You need to start thinking about life after football, son. We gave you that chance. We're letting you go. I was meant for something. Something more. You think you could be that guy? Yeah, I do. What are you doing here? I wasn't ready for it. But I am now. I saw Zachary Levi and I was like, what's happening? I haven't even heard anything about this movie, but it's everything I love. It's Merca, which I love because I'm a patriot. Uh, It is. I actually do not love really like watching football every Sunday, but God, do I love sports movies? I really actually do. There's just an inherent drama. I get so excited. I like that all the boring bits have been cut out so you just see the exciting parts of the game. And then on top of it all, and I think you might know this about me, I love losers. I love an underdog. I will literally be watching a team that I that I'm rooting for. And if they start to win, I'll start rooting for the other team. I don't know what it is about me. I I don't want anybody ever to lose. So I'm I was so excited. This come from behind. You're too old. No, I'm not. Ah, oh, I cannot wait to see this movie. Can't wait. Okay, so wait. Now I'm really curious about this. Do you do you know who Kurt Warner is? Nope. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. They hooked you like totally because. Okay, so this movie. If, uh, does he die? Oh, no. Oh, and, and, and just before you get into the thing, I am 100% with Mandy on all of those things. Hate sports, love sports oh, movies, and yeah. know nothing about the Kurt Warner or anything around it. So tell please, me. Oh, no. Okay, so the cool so yes. Kurt Warner story, which I mean, you know, it's it's going to be a story of inspiration. And his whole thing is he loved football, played, uh, I think, uh, Northern Iowa in college. He went four years, couldn't get drafted to an NFL team. The Green Bay Packers uh, sign him. They cut him before the season starts. He goes to the Arena Football League, which is like, at that time, it you know it was more or less spectacles. It was like the professional wrestling of football, right? So, <laughs> and there was no, no XFL. No, but I mean, no scripted record. or anything. But I mean, like you know, like the same sort of athletic. Uh, you know, you can get injured and all this stuff. He then last minute gets a spot on the St. Louis Rams at the time, and um, he then goes becomes a backup. The following season, he has to start, and they go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. <gasps> and it was wait, un- you just. No, no, I didn't spoil no, no, because everybody knows. <laughs> no, you, nobody's going. Well, I was about to say nobody's going to go to this movie not knowing Kurt Warner's story. Yeah, he goes we to the Super Bowl. Wow. Now and then, and then as people as we are based in Phoenix, Kyle as well. He then mm-hmm. gets he gets traded to the Arizona Cardinals and takes them to their first Super Bowl appearance ever. Oh now, but they my don't, God, they don't I love win, this. but I mean, that's fine. So yeah. he is a, he is <laughs> a, all right. by all aspects. He is a wonderful man, a wonderful family man. It's, it is, it is absolutely a story of perseverance. If you know this guy's story, this movie seems like it's going to do it. And Zachary Levi, Levi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yes. And you know what? I also loved the rookie starring Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Yes. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh, the rookie. Another, so like, great. everybody says you get, it's such a good movie. And then I saw Dennis Quaid in this. I was like, oh my God, it's full <laughs> circle. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. We just need a Sean Astin cameo so we get a Rudy connection in there. Oh. oh this is like the other Rudy. side of the Rudy story. Yes. You know? like, Rudy. Yes. I don't know what Anna Paquin was doing in there, but um, I'm sure she'll be great. But I was like, everybody's she's got gonna, bills to pay. Well, yeah, I guess so. Oh, uh, that's it. No, it's oh, a yeah. it's a great pick, and I think this will uh, it will appeal to a lot of different people. It'll it'll appeal to sports fans. It'll it'll appeal appeal to the people who just like a feel good story that's going to lift them up. Ah, uh, yes, I'm so excited. This is in theaters on Christmas Christmas Day. Is that still currently yeah. the release date? I believe so. Uh, oh, I thought it was December twenty fifth. So yes, that's it. Currently, that's what that's what it says on right. thing. It says. December 25th. It's going to be a busy day. Well, there we busy go. Day. What a wonderful, all right, great, <laughs> great pick. Uh, I am, I got in there next. Uh, okay, so mm-hmm. run, because it is Attack of the Hollywood Clichés. Thousands of movies are released every year. That's a lot of stories. Stock characters, familiar story beats, and convenient plot devices have crept in over time. Tonight, we celebrate the cliches that have made cinema what it is today. There's a bloodlust that a great villain creates in an audience. You can say gibberish dialogue with great conviction. These are trophies I keep in my den as paperweights. How do you suggest the act of sex without actually showing it? Is it raining outside? Music will be building. Bodies will look amazing. It's so passionate. We all know what's going to happen. We don't really need to see the next bit. I saw this news. I saw this news clip come up, 
It's Rob Lowe. And what is this? It's a Netflix movie that is more mockumentary. I don't know what you would call this, right? Uh, all I just know is, is that I saw this, that uh, Lucy Mangan of The Guardian writes, Rob Lowe raises idiocy to high art. <laughs> and it's one of those Netflix, it's not, it's one of those Netflix things that they've produced that it's Hollywood trying to laugh at itself. And here's what I'm interested in. It looks like an autopsy of all of the most tried and true run into the ground cliches. What am I talking about? The Maverick cop, the car chase, the jump scare, the angry, the angry desk sweep where, you know, <laughs> that's it. I'm so mad. I'm going to throw all my stuff and then I'm never going to pick it up. Like, <laughs> it looks really funny. I got a huge kick oh, out of yeah. this. And and OK, and then my but the thing that, you know, what sold my heart. Andy McDowell's in it. Oh, and yes, that's what she... got me. And I'm like, I'm watching this. What did you guys think? I love that Andy McDowell was the seller. I I, <laughs> I, I really do. I, I was so excited to see her too. I was uh, skeptical at first, but it totally, it totally won me over. And I want to devour every frame of it. Like it, it has such a jaunty sense of humor and it's mm-hmm. poking fun at like the desk sweep was one that I laughed out loud. Right. I'm really, and I just love, you know, like clip, movies like you know where they go back and show great moments from movies over time like i i'm i'm sold i can watch and rewatch this it it looks great i agree i'm hoping that they'll get a lot of talking heads that they'll actually talk to the people who were involved in some of these oh, things yeah. and it looks like they did as opposed to just you know some random it's like this is what makes it better than like a youtube video covering the right. same thing is that you actually can have good production values and get the actual celebrities to come in and i'm hoping that this will kill a lot of these clichés because they're still being used these, oh. to this day oh because they're so satisfying you know the other thing <laughs> the other the other thing i really love too is rob lowe is so funny like he's oh, yeah. really genuinely funny and he's too pretty to be funny cuz mm-hmm. usually Usually you don't get both, you know? That's right. You know, because why would he ever have developed a sense of humor, right? He didn't need it, but he did. Right. So It's like him and Chris Hemsworth. Like, do you have to have everything? (laughs) Did you like, though, I love how this is the first time I think I have seen Rob Lowe distinguishedly aging. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what, and he's, and he's handsome. Like, oh, are you kidding me? This guy's beautiful. Yeah. But like, yeah. wow. Well, I mean, like, wow. I was like, okay, you know what? I want to watch this now. If you're saying to yourself, well, okay, when am I going to be able to watch this? Watch it right now after you're done listening because <gasps> right. it was released a few days ago at the end of September. It's going to be on my watch list for this weekend. So, oh, oh and I'm where? So on Netflix because, you know, they have money for this. Uh, all right. <laughs> Kyle, take it home. <laughs> What do we got? All right. Uh, so I'm, I'm going a little bit forward and backwards because we're going to talk about the Old West uh, because my trailer is for a new Western called The Harder They Fall. Bump, bump. Man, old devil. This is going to be Buck's last day amongst the living. What exactly he do to you? Call it a professional robbery. I know who you are. That love. Outlaw hunts down those who trespass against him with no mercy. Where is he? Where is who? Your boss. My boss. Clearly, you don't know me. Now, I know a lot of, I know a lot of uh, long-time uh, Satman people would be like, hey, 
you already did this trailer, and you're right. I did the teaser for it, uh, so like I, I won't get into specifically about anything. Basically, it is a new Western movie. Uh, let's see, directed by uh, James Samuel. It, he, it's got a ton of amazing stars in it. It's got Delroy Lindo. It's got Regina King. It's got Zazie Beetz. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about specifically, why I wanted to bring this on here, is is I'm fascinated by the fact that the advertising can pivot. So the first time this trailer came out, it was about Idris Elba. Like they had Regina King was the first one on screen. So like, you know, she's the major star. And then the big reveal when the, when the, when the cell door opens, it was Idris Elba. So they showed this amazing cast going through, but that, that was the big thing. It was like, oh, okay. Regina King, Idris Elba. Those are the ones who are like the major tent poles in this amazing Western. But the story has changed since then before, because now there's another actor who at the time, nobody knew who he was, but now he's become a huge star. So now it's Idris Elba and Regina King and Jonathan Majors. So now Jonathan Majors is now a huge part of this trailer. And I, I found that so interesting that this guy who had been, you know, like his role hasn't changed. Like he was always a part of this movie, but nobody knew who he was. They just knew, oh, he's a guy from Lovecraft County. Wasn't that the guy? And like now all of a sudden he's a major star from Loki and he's going to be in the, you know, he's a Marvel hero, a villain. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> or which version shows up. Uh, but now all of a sudden, now he's a major part of their advertising campaign. <laughs> I just love, I just love the fact that they're like, oh, we have a star. Like quick, get him on all the posters. Like get him up there. I thought it was great. What did you guys think of the trailer? Oh, I I loved it. I loved it when you brought it up. I think I was on set, Matt, when you t when you did the teaser. What surprised me on this one was how much deeper the story is. There's a yeah. lot more to it. A, okay, a lot more cast, a lot more action, and a lot more humor. Yeah. And and I loved it. And I'm totally looking forward to this. I love that little tidbit about how the the teaser is so different than the trailer. Um, I love. Idris Elba and I loved him and you know I loved him in Concrete Cowboy so I was really yep. really excited to see this as a western uh but it was there was so much like bam 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 blood blood squirt bam 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 <laughs> blood 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 and I I'm like what's the story I didn't I I was like I can't Boom. I can't people start shooting shooting bam 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 and I'm like no thank you and I'm out so I probably will not watch the movie Unless I hear that it's a, a masterpiece, because I can't, I, the it's too much, too much violence for me. That's me. I'm a baby that way. But no. like, oh, I am. I know. All right, all right. Jesus. Give me Meryl Streep and a talkie. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I probably won't like gravitate towards it unless it's like winning awards. And even then, I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. Uh, no, this looks good. And is this a, a staggered release? Movies and then and then Netflix? I don't. I, I think they're doing. They're showing it in film festivals. Okay. Uh, let's see. It's, it's supposed oh. to have its. They say at the uh, London Film Festival. Uh, it's supposed to show off first, and then at Montclair. But I think they're just sort of doing it, sort of promotionally, right. and then it hits uh, Netflix officially on uh, November third. Right. November third. Okay. So I think it's, it'll just be like popping up here and there, and then. Little, Something to give thanks for. A little Try. Netflix heavy. Wow, Netflix. There you go. Hey, man, they got they got this the cash. Is, like I said, I mean, they got all the trucks. But anyway, yeah. uh, well, no, actually, that's not true. There's other people who got trucks. It's just <laughs> don't even worry about it. All right. I think it's time we play a little game. Um, oh, so uh, everyone knows I love brackets, right? I love this whole like tournament. You know, you guys, I will put together a, a matchup. 
You will discuss, you will pick a winner. If you don't pick a winner or if you each pick a different one, then I will be the tiebreaker in this. People know this. It's October. Okay. Or maybe Mandy, I don't know if you know this, but I mean, you know, it's like the old brackets, like for, for like tournament play. Hey, I've enjoyed, yeah. I've enjoyed doing this. It's been fun. It's October. And I thought, well, how, what other better way to, to ring in the month of scares and ghouls than True Story FM's The Next Real Saturday Matinee Ultimate Movie Monster Showdown. Oh, yeah. I thought about I thought about saying Universal instead of Ultimate. I checked out with the Next Real uh, legal team and they said, no, don't do that. Stick with yeah. Ultimate because yeah. I'm going to get this fine. Uh, so, all right. This is it now. So, Rob, are you saying this is kind of a monster mash up? Oh, dang. How shots I can't fired. Was that. I not, That's- I, I'm confused as to how I wasn't prepared for that. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, this isn't about that Charlize Theron movie, right? This is something different. Oh, no. What is <laughs> okay. Okay. You, here, oh, here's here's what we're going to do. So, Tournaments usually because we got to come with a, with a final four, right? We got to have that final four matchup and then we get into the championship round. So we, we got to have four regions. Well, the four regions are Dracula, Frankenstein, the werewolf and the mummy. Ah, and you think, okay, now this is interesting, right? So we're going to do each region and then we're going to go into the semifinals and everything else. But I had to, I had to tweak some stuff here and I wanted to challenge myself. So each one of the matchups is themed. And it's not even just a matchup one versus one versus two. It's it's a trio. It's one versus two versus three. You're going to let me just tell you right now. Just sit back. Enjoy. You're (laughs) going to find a movie. You're going to hear about a movie over the next few minutes that you're going to want to watch this month or many. In Uh. celebration of everything that's been going on, the next reel, the horror films and everything else. So here we go. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. Bring right. it on. It, region, oh, oh, region one. Dracula. <laughs> yes. I know. I know. I'm familiar with this. Uh, our first matchup. Classic horror matchup. Number one, Bella Lugosi. The gold uh, standard 1931's Dracula celebrating its 90th anniversary, which I don't know if you know this. It came out on Valentine's wow. Day. Valentine's Day, 1931. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. Which I did not I did not know that when I was because doing this. Because love never yeah, dies. Well, no, because that's what you do on date in the 30s. You uh you know, you go for the neck. Um all right. So, Bella Lugosi. Number 2, Christopher Lee. A lot of people don't know oh. this. Has played Dracula 10 times in film among other monsters. What? We might hear about that oh. later. We're going to go with 1966's Dracula Prince of Darkness. And contestant number 3, Lon Chaney Jr. From 1943's Son of Dracula. Bella Lugosi, oh. Christopher Lee, Lon Chaney Jr. Which one wins? Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I say, you know, Bella set the standard. Yeah. Um, but I got, you know, I, I gotta say, I gotta vote for Christopher Lee. Like, he is an amazing, amazing guy just as a human being. Uh, the fact that he got to do it 10 times, which is more than Bella or Lon Chaney ever did. True. He put in the hours. I'm voting for Christopher Lee. What do you think? I agree. That's very good logic. But I like Lon Chaney. Mm. I think he's the still maybe the the most well known of them, isn't he? Like, isn't he sort I think, of? Isn't he more well known as a different monster? Which I'm sure will be showing. He up may on come this up. List? He may uh, come up again. May. That's a bit of a uh-oh. spoiler tease, but he may come up again. 
Oh, God. And I just spent all the summer watching movies from the 1930s and 40s. I can't oh, believe wow. that I... No, I'm, that was a joke. I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. um, I'm actually, our, I'm, our, 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 our friend Ray, like a friend of the show, who, uh, you know, your guest, is actually working his way through the Universal Horror Library right now. Oh, that's exciting. I think I do yeah. want to do so that. I thought, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, you two should like compare notes. No, but, I yeah. actually really do want to do that. But um, uh, no, I, I don't know. That was just my instinct. I, I like the Lon Chaney version, but I don't know. If, I don't have any evidence to support that. I'm like, just going to say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sentimental favorite. All hey, right, you so know? you're locked yeah. in. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm going to break this one. Okay, I'm going to go with Christopher Lee, Kyle, because that's a, that's a bold oh, choice. Okay. That's interesting. And yeah. uh, Mr. Cheney Jr., later on, there'll be more opportunities to, right. to give him some due. All right, so fun. classic horror matchup. Okay, next. This this is a weird one. I didn't know what to call this category. It's the, wait, they made that movie? Matchup. <laughs> Now, fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe know that Thomas Kretschmann as Baron Wolfgang von Strucker, among other roles. But who can forget his portrayal of Dracula in 2012's Dracula 3D? Ooh. (laughs) Rutger Hauer was in that. And it was directed by Dario Argento. For you, Spira fans, bloody. It was really crazy. All right, Tom. Sounds like my kind of movie. No, it's not. Well, a lot of these. Let me tell. I'll tell you. Don't know. Thomas Kretschmann. Okay, number two. Dominic Purcell has been a great addition to the DC Mm. television universe as Heatwave, but in 2004, he took a sad trip with Jessica Biel, Ryan Reynolds, and Wesley Snipes in Blade Trinity. Trinity. (laughs) Dracula. Bye. Oh, and finally, he was a he was a Dracula did not like to keep his buttons buttoned. <laughs> Dude, oh God, I have to watch you this know, immediately. This one actually, well, Blade Trinity. I don't even know what to say because you got it's out of context. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Going but wait, on Mandy, if you want, if you want one, I have it. I have a third option for you. Gerard Butler not Ooh. only played Dracula in the 2000 film named Dracula 2000, but in a weird plot <laughs> twist. Which oh, I'm going to spoil for you going. right now. <laughs> oh, this is what makes this he movie amazing. He also to me. played Judas Iscariot, and yes, <laughs> I mean that Judas Iscariot. <laughs> the- <laughs> I gotta give it to Wes Craven to like make it the fact that Judas Iscariot was actually Dracula, and he justifies it. Like he yes. goes all the way through. Like that's why it's silver because of the silver that he used. I mean, it's astounding. <laughs> So let me. Wow. Yes. All right. Thomas Kretschmann, Dominic Purcell, <laughs> and Gerard Butler. Which one wins? <laughs> the audience. I mean, That's who wins. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Uh, I, was saying, I I went first last time. So uh, what what do you what's what's your what's your gut feeling now? Who is who is your sentimental favorite for well, this Dracula matchup? I, I mean, I haven't seen the. The Dominic Purcell uh, version. I would probably go with Gerard Butler. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, he sounds like he has range. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> this is Transylvania. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm between that one and, and Dominic Purcell because, uh, I, you know, in a movie where there's a lot of, I would say, People's performance that they're not entirely proud of. He seems to be the only one who was actually having fun. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to go Dominic Purcell. Oh, wow. I'm 
Another another vote split, Rob. No, and this one, I'm okay. Gerard Butler, I'm gonna have to go <laughs> because that okay. would be so crazy. <laughs> that movie is just uh, yeah. no good. Mandy, you win. Good pick. All right. Yep. Uh, wow. Seriously, movie list of things people will watch this month, and that is Dracula 2000. Not on most lists. So is, is Gerard Butler showing up later in the list uh, as Phantom of the Opera? Oh no, well, no. There's no. Yeah, no Phantom. No, no he, he didn't make, make it. it. Oh, no, he, that's too bad. <laughs> All, right. All right. Next. The comedy matchup. <laughs> it's pretty simple, everybody. Leslie Nielsen in 1995's <laughs> Dracula, Dead and Loving It, directed by Mel Brooks. Uh-huh. Sure. Oh, I, yes. I'm going with a little twist here. Adam Sandler in 2012's Hotel oh. Transylvania animated. He provides the voice. Also in the sequels okay. two and three, but apparently not in four. Don't know why. Not in four. Brian Hall. Shout there we out. go. And number three, George Hamilton. In 1979's Love at First Bite, which one wins? Oh, God. I forgot that movie existed. Yes. Yes. Oh, that is. Wow. Oh, how do you choose between Leslie Nielsen and George Hamilton? Okay, you, you go, go. You can go first on this one. <laughs> Kyle. Well, that's, I say I, I can choose between them by not choosing either of them. Oh. Because I think Adam Sandler. Uh, and I was as is the most animated he's been in a film in decades. <laughs> wow. Hey, he, he and several like I feel like Adam Sandler's been phoning it in for years and like he really went for it in those in those and I have I have had to watch them because I have yeah. a seven year old. <laughs> and she's watched all of them numerous times. And I say he really actually goes for it. Like he really does a performance as opposed to just I don't know, just uh, phoning it in like a lot of the voice actors tend to on, the, on these high-profile things. So yeah, I'm voting for Adam Ooh. Sandler. I think I got to go with my first crush, George Hamilton. Mm. Uh, yeah, because I loved Love at First Bite and Zorro. And, oh, the gay blade. Oh, God. I, I didn't get George Hamilton. I didn't understand <laughs> what was going on. But I loved him. He was a little bit like Barry Manilow for me. I also mm. was like, I love him, but I'm not quite sure how, what's happening over there. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with George Hamilton. Okay. That was a great movie. I, let me just say, Kyle, I, I am amazed at the at the way you got there because that I did not <laughs> see coming at all. I, I got to give it to the man with the permanent tan. It's George Hamilton. It, it, oh, yeah, George Hamilton. It's, I yeah. mean, who's still alive and kicking. Is he? Oh, great. oh yeah, see, that's fantastic. Yeah. George Hamilton. I didn't know that. That's so great. Go. And I'm sure he's still just a bronze guy. sure. Oh, God. What moxie that guy's right? got. Moxie. Yeah. Say, th- Rob, this this particular ma- matchup was fantastic because there were no losers. Well, that's, that's it, true. It was hard. All three of those were great. It was hard. Well, and this is done because, as yeah. you see, this will create ridiculous matchups oh, later yeah, on. Oh, yeah, I know. Which, of course. I'm already, I'm already mentioning Yeah, you're like figuring out, like, this shouldn't happen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, last one of the Dracula of the Dracula round. Uh, I'm going to call these the definitive. To me, just for me, this is my Ooh. opinion. Uh, other opinions may uh, differ. The definitive matchup. Number one, Frank Langella in 1979's oh. Dracula. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. Number two, Klaus Kinski in 1979's Nosferatu, The Vampire, oh, the yeah. Werner Herzog Whoa. one, which Mandy don't watch uh. at all. <laughs> but I think I have seen that one actually. Uh, yeah, 79. Interesting. Both of those. I never 
did not know both those came out in 79. And of course, Mr. Gary Oldman, 1992's Bram Stoker's oh, Dracula. Oh, that's right. The blood is the Frank, life. Kloss, or Gary. Wow. It's tough. That's tough. That's very tough. What do you think? Oh, I'm I'm always selecting the third. The third. <laughs> I I'm always selecting my personal choice. Like I'm not I'm really going with my gut. But I love Gary Oldman. I uh I think the Nosferatu, I think the Klaus one scared mm-hmm. the pants off me. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas Gary Oldman was a little, I, I don't, I remember that being a little bit more like a, <laughs> and then funny and then, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go Gary Oldman. All right. For this one. Uh, you know, I was, I was, I had, I thought Frank Langella had it in the bag. Like I was like, oh man, you can't beat that. And then you said Gary Oldman. I was like, oh Yeah. Yeah, so I, I say I I love Frank Langella, but you know he has Skeletor, so we can let him fall back on that. So Gary Oldman all the way. Wow, well, and he's also the voice in Small Soldiers. Come on, I mean, like you know, yeah, nah, true. All right, there we go. All right, we just closed out. There we go. That that uh, that region is Those done. We'll we'll come back to that as we go. Some up, and this will get quicker as we get to this. Now, region number two, the werewolf. Ooh, classic horror matchup. You guys get a pass in this one because. Oh. Whether it's 1941's, it's well, because moon? no, here's why. <laughs> Classic horror. This is how it runs down with the werewolf. Whether it's 1941's The Wolfman, 1943's Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, or 1948's <laughs> Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein, it's Same Lon guy. Chaney Jr. <laughs> and that's it. That's right. <laughs> there is no other. There is no other classic horror wolf werewolf Wolfman. That mm, I'm going to right. go with uh, from Abbott and Costello at the Abbott and Costello version. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm going with. I'll agree. I'll agree. Okay. Launch Shady Jr. Um, all right. Next. This is again. Wait, they made that movie matchup. You know, when you play a play a character like the Joker, some people are then ready for another round of uh, time in the makeup chair. That's one the tale of a one Mr. Jack Nicholson in 1994's Wolf, directed by Mike Nichols, starring Michelle Pfeiffer that I didn't know this. The rule, the role of that was supposed to go to Sharon Stone. She oh, turned it down. Michelle huh. Pfeiffer came in. That movie? Mm, wow. Wolf. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Number two. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. we were playing Jeopardy and and the the answer was movies where uh, Anthony Hopkins plays the older version of the title character in the movie, <laughs> all of us would say, oh, the Mask of Zorro. <laughs> That's not really the answer I'm looking for. I'm looking for 2010's The Wolfman. Oh, which Benicio yeah. del Toro. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just, right. All right. So Anthony Hopkins and number three, and I'm just going to leave this here. It's Taylor Lautner, whatever, any of the Twilight <laughs> movies, I don't really care. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> wow. What's the uh, opposite of an embarrassment Jack, of riches? Yeah, right. Jack Nicholson, Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> Taylor Lautner, Ooh. which no, no offense to take it away, yeah. Mandy. Which oh, one wow. Well, yeah. here, here's what I'll say Ooh. as a, These are bad dogs, bad dogs. <laughs> but as a giddy teenager, um, I will say that Taylor Lautner has some appeal for sure and serviced what it was, right? Like, I, I'm gonna go with the Taylor Lautner because I saw the other ones. <laughs> As well. And I remember even at the 
even thinking then that they were bad. Like, you know, like really being like, oh, wow. Oh, you know, but uh, they they were trying to appeal to something. I don't I think they just missed the mark. Like it was like it, it. I believe it was a failed movie. But for what Taylor Lautner wanted to do, like for the for those movies, he crushed it. Right. He was the werewolf in uh, in Twilight. Those movies are supposed to be that. Kyle, <laughs> <Am> I-, <laughs> I can tell you that uh, I drive my 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 teenage daughter crazy uh, because she got she got hit by the the Twilight train Aww. like she got all into it and had to see all the things read all the books and everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, and for so your I I would I kept I kept sending her a picture of Taylor Lautner that I had made my own meme of and, oh. I, and it said, "Hey, I want to marry that baby." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's not what, what happened. I'm like, mm, isn't it though? <gasps> oh my God. He doesn't want to marry a baby, right? I can't. Like, yeah. that's, there's more to it than and he imprinted on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, I, in good conscience, I cannot vote for him. Fair uh, enough. So the lesser of two great actors slumming it, uh, I'm going to have to go with Jack Nicholson and Wolf just because I like that movie more than Wolfman, but not by much. <laughs> I, I seriously thought Kyle was setting up to where he was going to go. And my choice is Taylor Lautner. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I, like, in oh. good conscience, I just I just couldn't do it. No offense I, to Taylor Lautner. Yeah, that was kind know, of a, you only can do so much with the material you're given. I didn't see that coming. I totally didn't think you were going to. And pick he was it. Shark Boy, so <laughs> I'm going to go with Jack. It's Jack. All right, I'm going to break that tie. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Fun times. Comedy. What's the comedy matchup? Michael J. Fox. 1985's Teen Wolf. Oh, Wolf. of course. Oh, yes. Jason Bateman, 1987's oh, Teen Wolf 2. Oh, yeah. And check this out. I got it, and I'm going to see this. Milana Vayentrub in 2021's Werewolves Within. Oh, yes. I have been waiting for that to hit home. Yeah, video. okay. Yeah. It's come. It's out, or is it It's coming out? Wait. I don't know. So as far as I know, it's not out yet. It's only it was only in theaters at the time. But maybe I maybe so I'm this behind. movie. But yeah, that was everything I've read. This movie sounds like it's really great, great comedy, farcical comedy. And if you're saying to yourself, Milana Vayentrub, who is that? She plays this character Cecily Moore in the movie. But you know who else she plays? Because here's why you know her. She's the AT&T girl in the AT&T commercials. Oh, Oh right? my god. So there's that. I I had no idea. Wow. And I think I think and Mandy can attest to this too, has probably made more money from the AT&T oh. commercials than she did for doing that movie. <laughs> yes, Certainly. I think she has. Yep. <laughs> yes. And that's appropriate because you can get some monster deals over at AT&T. Oh. Hey. Hey. Come on. That's the next. They should they should put that for their next campaign. Just you're welcome, AT&T. You're welcome. Yeah. Quick copyright. Oh, uh, Michael, Jason, <laughs> Milana. Which one wins? Oh, go ahead. Man. Uh, I, I like your I cannot ever vote for Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I'm yeah. super interested in seeing the Milana one because of mm, all of it. I mean, I'm really going to see that, but I cannot ever vote for anyone except Jason Bateman ever because he's my best friend and I love him. So I'm going to, again, just, just personal preference. I, I, I have to go with Jason. Uh, Rob, you're going to be shocked, but I 100% agree with Mandy, <laughs> uh, mostly because I've been listening to Smartless, the Bingo. podcast, and they make so many great oh. jokes about the fact that he's Teen Wolf 2. Yep. 
that I was just I, I remember seeing that. I think I saw it in the movie theater because that's how old I am. Uh, and and then remember being like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what we had. We- <laughs> oh, he makes so much fun of himself, and it's yes. it's great. Yeah, it's, it's just a delight. Oh. So yes, Jason Bateman, awesome, excellent winner. All right, all right, we're gonna close out the werewolf. Uh, the definitive matchup. This is all over the place, but you'll know which one my my favorite is. Um, Oliver Reed in 1961's The Curse of the Werewolf. This is based on a novel, The Werewolf of Paris. Um, It's actually known in a lot of circles. We've got that one. Number two, David Naughton in 1981's An American Werewolf in London. Of course. And number three, Christopher Stone in also 1981's The Howling. Oh, yes. Which one wins? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Say, I, I okay. I was looking up werewolves within to see if it was available yet, and apparently it's still on in the on-demand circle okay. at the moment. Um, but uh, I, so I missed the first Oliver werewolf. Oliver uh, Reed, uh, 1961's The Curse of the Werewolf. Ah, okay. David Naughton, American right. Werewolf in uh, London. Yeah. Say, I mean, I I know it's I know it's uh, probably a cliche, but I gotta go American Werewolf in London. I mean, there's a reason that it's a it's a timeless classic. Yeah. I saw that movie for the first time. I was eating a cheese pizza at a Mr. Gaddy's uh, in Texas, and they decided to, you know, show it. It was like a Saturday night Mr. Gaddy's in Kerrville, Texas, and they showed American Werewolf in London. And maybe that's where my uh, aversion to horror films is I was eating a tomato saucy cheese pizza (laughs) as the American Werewolf was doing his worst. But I would agree. Yes, David Naughton. Yes. Awesome. And the effects. I mean, those were iconic oh, for yes. so long. Still. Uh, yeah. All right. Great pick. Yes. Great pick. Strong pick. All right. We close out that region. Region number three, the Frankenstein. Or or for uh, you purists, the monster, the creature, the ma- oh, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Whatever. Frankenstein's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Classic horror matchup. Number one, uh, Boris Karloff, 1931's. 1931. Again. 31. Mm. Big year for the horror films. Uh, Frankenstein also celebrating its 90th anniversary. Number two, Bella Lugosi in 1943's oh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, and number three, Lon Chaney Jr. in what? 1942's The Ghost of Frankenstein. Boris Karloff, Bella Lugosi, Lon Chaney Jr. Which one wins? Frankenstein. Hmm. It's in, it's Come impossible on. to pick. I mean, but it's got to be Boris Karloff, right? It's got to okay. be Boris there you Karloff. Go. Yeah. No, I, 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 wish, I, I wish I could no, do it. No. I wish I could go weird yeah. on that one, but no, no, on. no, he does. He's got it. All right. So again, we return to. Oh God, there's one I'm hoping you put on. Wait, this they, list. they so made excited. that movie. All right. <laughs> so uh, what do you get when you combine a graphic novel, gargoyles, more gargoyles and Aaron Eckhart? You get 2014's <laughs> I Frankenstein. Or just call him Adam. I mean, that's fine. Uh-huh. Aaron Eckhart, that movie, if you haven't seen it, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Man, as, as somebody out there is going to do a, a Dracula 2000 I Frankenstein film festival, and they're going to have an amazing Absolutely. time. Absolutely. It's nuts. So, so Aaron Eckhart, who knew? All right. So too much. That's too crazy for you. Okay. Well, how about this? What if we take the Frankenstein story? We tell it from Igor's perspective. Oh, wait, and you want Igor to be played by Harry Potter? And then you want to throw in uh, maybe Professor X? And then maybe we throw in a little Welsh actor by the name of Spencer Wilding uh, as the monster? Then you get 2015's Victor Frankenstein. 
yeah, Spencer Wilding. Now, just so you know, a little night. Do you know what Spencer Wilding, a, a role that he has also played? He was Darth Vader in Rogue One. What? Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> so he's Frankenstein oh, wow. in Victor Frank Victor Frankenstein, which I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. Okay, so I don't know if wow. I have the one you want, Kyle. This this is this is the other one. So uh, so you all remember that awesome Dracula movie, Bram Stoker's Dracula, we talked about in 1992. Sure. For those of you who remember mm-hmm. the 90s, a little funny thing happened. Everyone went, whoa, wait, hold on. You just take a classic horror guy, you take the author, you put the author in the title, and then you go crazy <laughs> casting and you're like, yeah, we'll totally make that movie. So a little guy by the name of Kenneth Branagh said, hey, wait a minute. I can do sure. that. Um, I choose you, <laughs> Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, the, leading to the infamous slip and slide so scene. Talking about <laughs> 1994's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Hey, speaking of Kenneth Branagh, for those of you who are fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you should tune in to season four of the Marvel Movie Minute. True, where Matthew and Andy are going all in on Thor. That's right. I think those episodes start next week at the time of this recording. Yeah, can Which, you believe it? Like, okay, you're like you're still mourning the loss yeah, of us. Not us. First of all, not us. You miss us. And then they're already doing this, and I don't know how they do it. I guess I they know. don't have jobs. Whatever. Fine. That's fine. Whatever. I don't know. But I say they're 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 a machine. I say just <laughs> even if even just to give you an if you go listen to their funny thing happened the way the Thor's hammer. Yes. Just the opening like five minutes, you're gonna know if you're gonna love their show or not because I instantly fell in love with it and just in that kind of I like. Mwah, chef's kiss those guys are doing an they amazing are job. absolutely crushing it and they have jobs but they have a great love for this story yeah. and for everything about it please tune in listen to it shameless plug yep. sorry for that shameless plug okay so you got aaron unsolicited unsolicited, unsolicited. <laughs> checks yeah. in the mail aaron eckhart <laughs> why are we paying them again All right, sorry, go on and bob de niro which one wins <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> you gotta you, 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 Aaron Eckhart. Sure. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I Bobby. Have seen Victor, I, I have seen them. Uh, Victor Frankenstein is is a is a wonderful failure. Yeah. Like it is, it is a trash movie, but in a fascinating way. Uh, oh, okay. So, so that so Eckhart, we we locked into that. The one I thought you were yeah, going wait, which to, one you think to, I was to have? put on there. Uh, was Shuler Hensley from Van Helsing. Oh, oh can I tell you something? Van Helsing. Because what I, what I love about that, about, about that movie, there's a lot, I, can, I can say a lot. And maybe we'll, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get the guys from uh, Silver Linings to do this one as their show because Van Helsing is a fascinating film. And I know that one of the three of us has a very personal connection to it. But we'll, <laughs> we'll go on from there. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. But uh, my favorite part of that is, is that um, when you first meet the monsters, there's all this, there's, there's, you know, Hugh Jackman in leather and he's fighting and monsters and everything. And the first time you see the Frankenstein's monster at the top of the thing, he's the the townsfolk are rioting. They have fire and they set the the entire building on fire. And he st- he goes to the thing and his first line in the movie, he stands to the, the edge and addresses the ball and says, "Why?" Because <laughs> Shula Ensley is a trained opera singer, and so he like lets out this amazing this amazing thing. It's not "Why" or any monster thing. He's "Why." <laughs> It's just glorious. Putting on the ribs. Oh, wait, hold on. Now we're we're going to get there. Okay. Um, okay. Right. The reason why that movie was not on the list is because I actually really like that movie a lot. Oh, 
<laughs> but there's a lot of good movies. No, on I know, this list, but like but... the movies, like how did this? I mean, I actually think <laughs> that, there? that. Oh, okay. I yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. All right, yeah. okay, Aaron Eckhart, man, way to go. All right, easy comedy matchup. I had a stretch here because there's it. You already you already teased it, Mandy. You know. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with number one. This is a stretch. Uh, Peter hit Peter Hinwood as Rocky Horror from 1975 is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. So maybe a little bit. You got a little bit of stuff to think about. The Sword of Damocles is hanging over my head. And then, yes, of course, we're going to put on the Ritz with Peter Boyle as the monster from 1974's Young Frankenstein. And I'm going to be really honest with you. I I didn't really know a third one here. So I'm (laughs) going to go with Patty Mullen from 1990's Frankenhooker. And if (laughs) if you don't know what that movie is. You wow. probably what a deep you cut. should just look wow. away. Amazing. Peter Hinwood. Amazing. P- Peter Boyle. Patty Mullen. Which one wins? <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm gonna go full Peter Boyle. Yeah, you can't. No, you can't I get that wrong. that was that was that wasn't even good. Yeah. Um yeah. all right. So uh this is interesting. We eat mystery of life at last I found the definitive. <laughs> uh and I don't know if this again, your mileage will vary. Uh, first one, Charles Stanton Ogle. And you may not know who that is. He is from 1910s. Frankenstein. You may not know who that is. You won't know who that is. Wow. Because it's not, you didn't spend it. You didn't spend the weekend watching films from the 1930s. How about the 1910s? Okay. Oh, this wow. is an American. That, was, that wasn't even no, a talkie, th- no right? American short silent horror film produced by Edison Studios. Oh, and yeah, wow. that Edison. <laughs> so I had to include that because definitive. And that is one of the earliest. I mean, it's the earliest portrayal of Frankenstein on film. Uh, number two. Okay, I have a sweet spot for this. Valerie Hobson in 1935's Bride of Frankenstein. Oh. Okay. And Christopher Lee in 1957's The Curse of Frankenstein. This movie will scar you. His portrayal (laughs) of Frankenstein. Christopher Lee, no. It's not like what you think. The makeup Everything about it. This is from uh, this is from the Hammer Horror, who did was known for all of producing all these Dracula films. They do this one, and this is the one with Peter Cushing as Baron Victor Frankenstein. So Peter Cushing is the scientist. Christopher Lee is the is the creature. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry. I may have may have let something there slip. <laughs> Charles Stanton Ogle, Valerie Hobson, Christopher Lee. Which one wins? I think we have to go Valerie. Yeah, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I love it. All right. Awesome. All right. That's it. Okay. We're almost near the end. And then we're going to, boom, we're going to get a winner. (laughs) All right. So, and this is shorter because the mummy region four, there's only two (laughs) matchups because I don't know if you know this, the mummy, like, or at least not on mummies that I want to put on this list. So classic horror matchup. It's just so easy to defeat the mummy. You just step on the well, toilet I mean, paper. The, t- the toilet paper. <laughs> you burn him. Kerosene. He's made, he's covered in paper. However, if you had to pick a monster to be, I think you'd be a mummy. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Wait, I mean, it's a whole different conversation because, well, it's all the perks and no none of the negatives. Because you don't, you can go out in the day. You're not, you're not fed by the faces of the moon. You're not, I mean, basically you're a zombie, but you still have all your faculties. So you're like, you know, essentially like the crow, just dusty. Then shriveled up. 
in certain places too yeah. that you can't use. I mean, like, what are you right. talking about? But, but you don't have a you don't have a laundry list of things you're vulnerable to. They can oh, stake your heart all you want. Okay, doesn't matter. Set oh, you on fire. I'm fine. gutter mind. I didn't even think of that. You're totally Sorry. right. Okay, fine. That's fine. Sorry. All right. That was a, that's a side. Just, that's for my new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Classic horror matchup. It's easy. Boris Karloff, 1932's The Mummy. Eddie Parker, 1955's Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy. Or, <laughs> and yes, that's right, it's the quadruple crown, Lon Chaney Jr. Oh, in 1932's The Mummy, The Mummy's Tomb. Uh, the character's name is Karis. This made him the only actor to portray all four of Universal's major horror characters, The Wolfman, Frankenstein's Monster, The Mummy, and Count Dracula. The wow. quad effect. He is, yes. So, uh, Boris Karloff, Eddie Parker, Lon Chaney Jr. Which Lon one Chaney Jr. Yeah, Lon there Chaney he goes. Jr. He gets it. Okay, and then I'm going to go with the definitive matchup, and this is absurd. <sighs> Arnold Vosloo, 1999's yep. The Mummy. Hard to uh, beat. Okay, you're going to laugh at me. I am going to put it in here. Okay. So Sophia Butella in, in 2017's huh? The Mummy, because she's a great part of that movie. She is a great part of that movie. I have a real soft spot for that. So, movie. so bear with me. And this is me. I'm just putting it in here. Bob Ivy from 2002's Bubba Hotep. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Wait, there's no. <laughs> Which is also really good too. There's no mummy hooker. I'm disappointed. There's. <laughs> oh, quick! Right. Get on that. <laughs> I'm gonna write that. You Frank, heard it here first. Beats, nothing beats for, for next Hollywood pitch session. Frank and <laughs> that was all right. So Arnold, Sophia, Bob Ivy. <gasps> it's called You Can Call Me you Mummy. Can... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'll be I'll be first your mummy. Draft. First I'll be draft. Your mummy. I'll get there. That's cool. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, nice. <laughs> do we have a winner here? It's it's Arnold Vossel. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're gonna do, we're gonna go, we're just gonna reverse it back. We're gonna get these down. Lon Chaney Jr. versus Arnold Vosloo. Lon Chaney Jr. Lon Chaney Jr. All right. So we got Lon Chaney. Sorry, Arnold. I mean. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. All right. Mm -hmm. We're going to go back. Frankenstein. We have Peter Boyle versus Valerie Hobson. Oh, Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Boyle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Aaron Eckhart versus Boris Karloff. Oh, Boris Karloff. Okay. (laughs) This is, this gets, this where it gets crazy. Boris Karloff Uh versus Peter Boyle. Off against himself. (gasps) <gasps> oh, that's hard. Oh, that's oh. really hard. Oh. oh boy. I'm gonna fight for the comedy. I would I would say Peter Boyle. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm gonna agree. I think Peter Boyle. All right, All right there we go. All right. Yeah. And now we get to the werewolf. We have David Naughton versus Jason Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Jason Bateman. Wow. <laughs> Or yeah, you know what? Let's do that because I'm. I'm just see how that that shakes up. This is where it, this is where it gets the, crazy. All right, Jason Bateman. People are going to this hate. Is, yeah, this makes this makes no sense. You came to listen to all the movies and the fun. All right, <laughs> Jack Nicholson versus Lon Chaney Jr. Oh, Lon Chaney Jr. And now Lon Chaney Jr. versus Jason Bateman. Oh, oh, mm. I don't think comedy's going to win this time. Nope, we got to go with Lon. Lon Chaney Jr., yeah. Wow. All right, okay. All right. I'm tabulating. Uh, Okay, now we have Gary Oldman versus George Hamilton. (gasps) (gasps) Oh, no. How did we do that? (laughs) 
Oh, God. Oh, Mandy, what have we done? I don't know. That uh, This feels what tragic. What unholy abomination have we unleashed? This is... Oh. Um... What would the undead do? uh, What's your (laughs) well in a fight? uh, Yeah, okay. Gary Gary Oldman. Oldman. Gary Oldman for sure. Mm -hmm. Gary Oldman and our final final semifinal: Christopher Lee versus Gerard Butler. Oh, (laughs) Christopher (laughs) Lee. All right. Yeah, Christopher Lee. Dracula again. So Christopher Lee versus Gary Oldman. Oh, Oh, that's why do we? How did we do this to ourselves? Um, wow. Christopher Lee? Yeah, I think we're going to have to go Christopher Lee. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, now, here's where I knew it was going to get crazy. I, even though he's dead, I'm still afraid yeah. of him. <laughs> Looking behind me right now. Yeah. All right, this is at the final four. First game, first match, Peter Boyle, Frankenstein versus Lon Chaney Jr., The Mummy. <gasps> oh. Oh. I don't know, boy. It's like both of those are are both timeless. Which has age. I mean, like it, it, Young Frankenstein is still funny. Yes. Yeah, Peter Boyle. I'm gonna, let's go with Peter Boyle. Well, we don't have to. Well, you make a compelling argument. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let's look. You know what? He deserves to be in the, in the, in wow. the final matchup. Yeah, Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle Frankenstein. All right. Yes. Versus either. Lon Chaney Jr. again. He made twice in the final four uh-huh. as the werewolf See, there you yeah. versus Christopher Lee, Dracula. Lon Chaney or Christopher Lee? I, I got to stick with my boy, Christopher Lee. I was going to say Lon Chaney. Oh, oh. See, go ahead. Is that what you're going to do? Is that your final has, answer? Has, we've we've yes. been unified a lot. So yep. let's let Rob. Yep. Oh, it's this. so hard. I don't. Uh, see? Uh-huh. You I see know, what you're right? doing? But I kind of. Yeah, welcome to our world. No, you know what? I'm going to go with Christopher Lee. Okay, I'm going to break this yeah. up with Christopher Lee because guess what? Our final matchup. Oh, boy. Christopher Lee Dracula versus Peter Boyle Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, God. I'd love to see that movie. <laughs> oh, God. Which well, one wins? Who is the champion? That's... Oh, you know, I, it's like the way things have been going. I think, Rob, you're going to end up having the seven. I don't know. Because I feel, I feel, I feel like Mandy's going to pick Peter Boyle. Well, if we're talking about like legitimate, scary. This is the champion. <laughs> the ultimate. The ultimate monster. I guess it's, uh, it's got to be Christopher Lee then. Yeah. Yeah. I say it's it's got to yeah, be Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. Yeah. Wow. Congrats to Peter Boyle, though. I mean, like, yeah, congratulations. Peter Boyle way made it much go. farther. Yeah. He made it way farther than Gerard Wait, Butler. Whoa. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't hard to do, though. Wasn't hard to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. all right. Well, thanks for... T- all right. Thank you guys for playing along. That's a lot of movies. Now, if, now, if it was winning a fight, I would still pick Christopher Lee. <laughs> I can't believe how many movies I have to watch now in October. This is crazy. There was a lot. There's a, there's a lot in that. But hey, guess what? You now, for those of you listening, you got some great movies to watch for the month of October. So yes. enjoy. Uh, enjoy. I'm going to do a little... So oh, yeah. edit uh-huh. point here. Can, can we talk about the Van Helsing thing? Or do oh, you yeah, please want? go ahead. Oh, sure. Do you okay? Into, okay, okay, yeah, please. So just as a as a, as a trivia note, just because I, I, I found out this personal information, um, Mandy, you have a very specific <laughs> personal connection to the film Van Helsing. Can you reveal to the SatMat audience what that connection is? I was, I voiced, in the video game, I voiced um, 
Oh, I don't remember the character's Kate name. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale. I did her in the video game. Yes. What? Yep. Mm-hmm. I had to do a full Transylvanian accent and the whole spiel. I could not believe that I booked that job. And the whole time I was like launching into like, it was going Irish. I was like, ugh. Um, but yeah, it was a blast, actually. I got to do a whole uh, vampire thing. It was great. So wait, did you have to do, so you didn't have just dialogue. Did you have to do the grunts and the screams? Oh yeah, all of it. No. Yeah, yeah. you have to do all the sounds. She, that's right. This is when you have a pirate professional actress because she had to get do the sound of Kate Beckinsale <laughs> in accent being impaled. <laughs> what does that sound like? Do you, do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> It was a long time. It was ago. a while I don't really ago. Put yeah. her on the spot. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember, but I imagine it was like, "Ow," something like that. Like, <laughs> guys, I don't want to give away all the gold right now. You know hey, what I mean? hey, we got you. Have to, we got, we got you. Kind of have understand. to rent the game. Like, no, I'm not gonna. You're no James Lipton. She's not gonna break out the Kate Beckinsale just Come for on, you. man. So, <laughs> that's right. May I speak to Forrest? That Gump? is fantastic. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, really fun. It was fun. And do you have a I'm copy? A of, do you still have a copy of the game? Do you have a copy of the game like on the wall? Or like, <laughs> I, don't, I believe you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh! Done. Yep. All right. Sweet. <laughs> I think before the monster movies, we'll go, we should all take a jaunt over to YouTube and, and see that and then do yeah. yeah. When you're done listening to the show, hop over to YouTube, Van Helsing video game, look for the cinematics. <laughs> yep. And know that the, that you're you're one step closer to the voice. <laughs> Of oh, that's awesome. Uh, all right, just a little bit of housekeeping we got to do here. You know, the next reel is currently in the second series of its 10th anniversary season. It's going to be a fun year looking at women directed films over the course of 10 unique series. They're currently doing a horror debut series. Remember, all of these movies will be connecting to this show through our weekly lists. If you want to vote in next week's list challenge, head over to the Show Talk channel in the Next Real Discord community, and you can cast your vote there. If you're not yet a member but would like to become one, just head over to thenextreel.com slash membership. The most it'll cost you is $5 a month. Members get access to live streams as we record, usually. Early access to shows in your very own personal <laughs> podcast feed. Access to the super secret member channels and Discord member bonus episodes and even sti- even stickers. What? When did we get stickers? It's true. Wait, I never got a sticker. Say, hey, maybe you're not. You're not. I need, maybe I need a because yes, remember Pete hand makes the stickers. He kisses each one of them. <gasps> Wait, Wait what? No, not now. Don't do that now. It's true. Well, you know what though. By the time <laughs> it gets to you, the, 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 the okay, yeah. yeah, it's probably that's yeah. it. You can get yeah. the option of a COVID-free sticker. Okay, that's, we're not monsters. Yeah, you know? monsters. I mean. Yeah. I don't like why you wouldn't. So if you're also wondering what movies the next reel is going to be talking about in the coming weeks and months, you can visit our HQ page on Letterboxd where you'll find a list of all the movies in the 2021-2022 season. And while you're there, Letterboxd is offering a discount to anyone listening to the next reel. Just use the code NEXTREEL, all letters. Just make sure that is the whole thing, NEXTREEL, at checkout, and you can upgrade your Letterboxd account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. This discount also works for renewals. I say all the letters because Letterboxd is missing, like, a vowel. So sometimes people get confused. I get confused. There you go. It's time for the lists. So we've been... Okay. I think a couple weeks ago, what was it? The animals die. 
Then they yes. stupid save the cats. And I don't even know why you would do that. That was last week. Nobody <laughs> cares. Um, this week, it's annoying children because. Yes. Because uh, there's so many. The, ba- the oh, Babadook. Sorry. Babadook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got Babadook. that. <laughs> yeah, we know. Uh, so the the it's the fourth film in the Next Reels horror debut series uh, directed by Jennifer Kent from 2015. Wow. Annoying children. There was a movie that I immediately thought of. I'm going to see if it gets stolen. <laughs> Mandy, you're up first. What's your first <gasps> I pick? get to go first? Yes. You do. First yes, trailer do. means first up in the oh game. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, uh, this this is definitely not going to be. There's no way this is going to be stolen or anything. no one else thought of this. You're, and it's a weird. Actually, it's not that weird. My the most annoying child in any movie ever and it is Scott Schwartz who played Eric in The Toy with Richard Pryor. Oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. Good pull. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. That's pretty strong. Pretty strong opening bid. Thank you. Thanks. Can't That's beat it. amazing. That's a... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wonder Wheel. Wonder Wheel. <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie in forever. Oh, my God. No I know, kidding. right? But that's every time I think of an annoying kid in the movie, like he's the... To me, he's the... The top of the list. <laughs> top of the okay. bottom. I'm like, <laughs> well done. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to go with, okay. So here's the character. Uh, the character is Jason White from 2006's Superman Returns. I, I Oh, that's oh, a, steal? a steal. No. It's a steal. Really? Yes. I kind of had is. a theme with my movies. They all had. You broke my theme. I was, oh, 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 I'm uh, afraid now oh. we did the same Wait, are you theme. serious? Do oh we have the same theme? <laughs> oh my oh, God. God. If we, we do. Get, we oh are insane. <laughs> I'm winning Sabbath. I'm going to win Sabbath. Quick, talk about why it's important while I try and find okay, something. Okay. That I, I thought there would be no oh, way hold you would on. get that one. You so. can, oh my, okay. Well, here's the, I picked that because that kid, that kid stinks. And, and, and the way I looked at this was, <laughs> is that there were movies I thought of immediately that were like, no, that movie would have been better had that child been murdered earlier in the mil, in the film. <laughs> and so this, this was not the first the film. This was like the third film I thought of. Yeah. Superman returns. Uh, Kyle, I'm, I apologize, but uh, I'd like to see what you come up with now. Okay. Got? Well, so so I, I was my thing was going to be the fact that whenever they bring back characters in a sequel and give the character a child, that child is almost always terrible. Yes. Uh, and so my first example of that would be from actually a movie we previously mentioned. You had if you 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 have these people, and over the course of the movie, you fall in love with him and her usually uh, and they and you want them to get together and they get together at the end they have the big kiss and you're so excited and they come back in the sequel and they have a kid and you're like oh god it's the worst uh, and my example of that is when the mummy returned so mummy returns in 2001 Alex O'Connell still steal the O'Connell yes. child. <laughs> we're on the totally side. on the same page oh, no we were totally wow. there <laughs> Yep, Alex O'Connell, the worst, and he actually actually is the reason that the whole second movie happens uh, because he is can he will not listen. He thinks he's smart, ruins everything, including that movie. <laughs> oh my god! And he, he say, you know how bad he is? He's so bad he just ruins your list. Unbelievable! <laughs> uh, All these years later, twenty years later, he's still yeah, ruining things. Horrible. Alex O'Connor. Are you okay, Kyle? Do you need to like get a glass of water? Are you you gonna I, I'm be out? Okay, all right. I'm dry. Um, that's, the, that's the problem. I'm I, dehydrating. <laughs> um, okay, is it my turn? Yes, then? it is, Mandy. 
It is. All right. While, I, while we frantically look for replacements because we know we I know. I, and I'm sorry because I feel like this is also going to be a steal because mm-hmm. it's the it's the second most annoying child in any movie ever. But it is Veruca Salt from Willy oh. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. Yep. I want an Oompa Loompa now, Daddy. But I mean, it's understandable. What else has she known? Did she wa- why wouldn't I, you? They're adorable. They work hard. If I could get three of them to live in my house right now, I would do it. Baruka had a point. But the songs, Mandy, the songs. Oh, God, I love that. I, I, I used to know all the words, but I blacked it out. Oh, nice pick. Um, Thanks. Very nice. All right. Uh, okay, so this is the movie I thought of first. It's, it's low-hanging fruit. I'm not going to lie. But I will tell you this, it is rare that I've ever seen a movie. And as I'm watching the movie, I just kept thinking, please, please die. Please. That is Zach and Gray, the brothers from 2015's Jurassic World. Oh, those kids. Not those a kids. Steal, no, but a good choice. I don't care. I don't care if their little gumball thing that they're in gets crushed. Uh-huh. I don't care if they suffocate. Uh-oh. I don't care if the monster yeah. eats them. To be honest with you, I don't care if they die in a drowning or an electrical fire or whatever. Those kids are the worst. Okay. That's totally, I seriously, you, and I'm not even joking. You could have killed them early in the movie because everyone hates <laughs> them. And then the whole movie could have been like, oh, I'm so sad. I've lost my nephews and I don't know what to do now. And I got to redeem myself because I got to take their bodies back to their mother. And I don't know what can happen. Would It would have made the movie better. That's all. I see your children and dinosaurs. Ouch. And I raised you a child against dinosaurs who's worse than that. What? Because... We meet Ian Malcolm. We love Ian Malcolm. Then we meet Ian Malcolm's daughter, and she's the worst. Kelly Curtis from The Lost World at Jurassic Park. You might remember the gymnast. Oh. Who parallel barred a, a, a raptor out of a wall. Okay. Yeah, she's the worst be- of the Jurassic Park series. Oh, it's so hard. Mm. I hate those two boys so much. Oh. Mm. Maybe. Maybe you're right. <gasps> Maybe you're uh, right. Okay. Well. She stowed away, too. That was even worse. Oh. She wasn't even supposed to be there. I'm so sorry. Yeah. This, she sounds awful. That wow, sounds I love all yeah. this. I love all this children hate. This is kind of fun. <laughs> She's it's the worst. It's very cathartic. Do you know how ridiculous um, it is? Yeah. Like a few weeks ago when they're all like, oh, animals, animals are dying. It's so sad. And we're like, oh, kill the children. Kill all yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. Raptors. Raptors. Start with the head. Um, <laughs> Or no, start with the feet so they can watch. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely rooting for the wrong people in that. Like, oh, yay, go dinosaurs. That's probably yeah. not what the filmmaker yay. intended. Um, well, my theme was like obviously very old school. And this is a very unconventional choice because maybe he's not even really a kid. But technically, technically he was he was playing a youth in this movie. Oh. And he was... Oh, no. He was... It was... Um, Bill Paxton playing Chet in Weird Science. Oh, okay. He was the bullying brother, and I felt I felt for the kid so much. Like I I was very scared of and annoyed by Chet. So I I chose Bill Paxton playing Chet in Weird Science. Excellent choice. You know, not that's yeah, a sophisticated, a sophisticated comedian for sure. But I didn't know we were actually supposed Uh, to be annoyed. I thought the character was supposed to be annoying and he was very annoying. Great list. That's a great list. (laughs) Okay, so uh, this is my backup. 
uh, some people might be upset with this. Uh, I think maybe a couple <laughs> of uh, months ago on, on, on this show, uh, I talked about us watching Jerry Maguire with our daughter. Mm. And I and I commented about how much the show has aged actually fairly well. It A lot of its tropes still hold up well. The characters, the acting, mm-hmm. the emotions, and everything else. But I can tell you something. Ray Boyd, Jonathan Lipnicki. Jonathan <laughs> Lipnicki. I have no offense to Jonathan Lipnicki. He did his job. No, he did his no. job really well. I wanted to punch that kid in the face so many times. So many times. You know, dogs and bees can smell. Yeah, fear. the human brain raised eight pounds and you can hold it in your hand and I'll shove it down your throat and then we're going to throw you off a cliff. Let me tell you this. <laughs> that kid. Uh, no, no, no. He can say the F word however many times he wants as a seven year old. No. Jerry Maguire. Wow. I'm angry. What has happened to me? I need to go eat a snack. What? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I, I was going to end my trifecta of, of sequel kids being the worst with Jason White from Superman Returns, but obviously Rob was Sorry. in there Sorry. first. So uh, my replacement one actually is in honor of the only murders in the building being a, a big hit right now. Uh, it's actually a man playing a child because we're going all the way back to 1994 with Clifford oh. starring Martin Short. And Charles oh. Grodin, where grown-up Martin Short is playing a child. Yep. Oh, that was so good. He, yeah, so even though he was, I think, 30 or something at the time, he was playing a 10-year-old. Yeah, that's interesting, because I almost went with uh, the kid from Big. Oh, yeah. He plays Tom Hanks' best friend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good one, too. Down, down, baby, down by the roller coaster. Wait, mm-hmm. did I see, is Clifford making a comeback? There's a new seed. Uh, there's there's a Clifford the Big Red Dog oh. movie coming out, which is different from <laughs> the Clifford movie. What is the Clifford yeah. movie? Wait, what? Clifford movie is about a dog who's yeah. big and, and, he and red. Eats annoying children. And what's this Clifford dog? one? Yeah. Why do I miss the Clifford? Is it basically he he? It's Martin Short playing an obnoxious ten year old. Yeah, it's a character. Even though he's a grown like like that's that's the. Yeah, Did they not know about the Big Red Martin Dog is, when they made that? <laughs> They got I'm there first. With you. Was... The Clifford movie, they got there first. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Did you have, do you guys have any backups? No. That was my backup was Clifford. No, okay. My only back, the only other backup I had, the Jerry Maguire always in my pocket because again, uh, stupid Edmund with his stupid Turkish delight in the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe. <laughs> so dumb. Edmund, oh, such yeah. a whiny. Yeah. I can't. Definitely. We need to do an explicit version of this podcast because I want uh, that yeah. kid and the acting is great. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is not an attack on any of these actors or actresses. Just give it up, dude. The Turkish delight's yeah. not good. And then you like, yeah. uh, you stink. That's a. That's a good one. All right. Death That's to, a good one. Death to all those no- annoying kids. Um, all right. So <laughs> I think, I think the- <laughs> and no one mentioned Draco Malfoy. So I had Dudley Dursley. Yeah. Oh, Dudley Dursley is a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. He's worse. All right. All right. Well, there we go. That's our wrap up for those great lists. Uh, good mix of films. Uh, so the next real film podcast is talking about Agnieszka's Schmoshnika's film, The Lure. The fifth film in the horror debut series. What? That's even over my head. I don't even know what that is. That's already going on. They have they have a, a topic for next week. Guess what the topic is? Should we tell them? Tell them. It's working as a dancer. Which I mean. <laughs> wow. I mean, working She's as a, a maniac. 
yeah, like that's well, okay. And you know, Kyle started this. I had a little beef with Kyle, but we've made up because we're friends. Um, you know, like there's Kyle tried to like negate certain films from the next week's selection. Working mm-hmm. as a dancer, yeah. I mean, if any, okay, let's just say it right now. I don't know who's on next week's show, but if anybody oh, picks, yeah, it's a mystery. If anybody us. picks Flash Dance. I was gonna say that too. On you, you ban Flash Dance. Totally on you. You hang your head in shame, whoever you yeah. are, because somebody's gonna do it. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, I think that's it. Oh, and then there is as for the next poll, it's live right now. It is for the movie Saint Maud, directed by Rose Glass from 2019, the sixth and final film in the Next Reels horror debut series. If you want to vote, head over to the Show Talk channel in our Discord server. Man, we did. Okay, this is a bit of a marathon, but I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Had a blast. And it's not because of me. It's because of Mandy and Kyle. You both are true gems. Thank you for joining us today. Any final thoughts? Mandy, any final words? Any parting that I I am I can't wait to go into a horror marathon and I'm sure my nine and eleven year old will be so grateful. They they have they have like nightmares after a coffee commercial. So this is gonna be really fun. We're gonna have a great October. <laughs> You're gonna be seeing them a lot. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of mommy, you know, can I like sleep with you? Eleven and then midnight and then one yeah. and then yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Kyle, any final words? Uh, I just wanted to shout out when you're done listening to this podcast, I have another podcast to recommend to you. They are doing um, Batman, the audio adventure. So HBO Max has its own uh, podcast that they they put out. It is a audio drama, but it is done at such an unbelievably level. First of all, Jeffrey Wright, who is currently the watcher is Batman, but the rest of the cast, it's played Batman himself. He's played absolutely dramatically straight. So it's not, they're not doing his 66 Batman thing. But everyone else are almost all Saturday Night Live alumni. So the narrator is Chris Parnell. The mayor, Hamilton Hill, is Ted Lasso himself, Jason Sudeikis. C- Commissioner Gordon is um, Keenan, Keenan oh, Thompson. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, and, and like uh, Bobby Moynihan is the Penguin. I mean, it's it's amazing. And uh, and like even have uh, uh, Seth Meyers is Jack Ryder. I mean, like the the rest. Of the, it's everyone. And Brent Spiner is the Joker. I mean, like it's just an amazing array of talent. It's extremely well written uh, and, and and very well performed. And it's done in this interesting sort of like style where they break up the story, so they keep saying like, "Oh, we're going to talk about that more later." So they're keeping you hooked uh, to come back later. But uh, it's it's really really good. So I say when you're done listening to this podcast and and every other episode on the next reel. Hop on over to Batman the Audio Adventures. Awesome. All right. Well, wish I wish there was a promotional plug for that, because, but it's just so darn good. Well, you have been listening and you've got a ton of things to entertain yourself uh, on behalf of the next real film podcast group of podcasters. We thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for the next Saturday matinee. Stay safe. We love you. Have a great time. Till next time. Bye. Thank you.
I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.